You know, it's up for debate, of course. Uh, but in my humble opinion, and it is my show, <laughs> it's the greatest TV theme song of all time. Not just because Jack Lord was a fucking boss, but because the Ventures, right? Like, And so the Ventures went through a lot of weird phases. <clears throat> they were this crazy, amazing, talented studio group of guys who did these instrumentals throughout the 60s. And they got weird in the 70s. They started, like, doing weird experimental stuff that was not very good, you know? It, if anything we've learned in life is know your lane, right? Stay in your lane. Yes. I think instrumental TV theme songs, one of the best of all time. It's 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 incredible. From Hawaii Five O, The Ventures. As we kick off episode really sixty five. I know. Of the Brian Oak show. That's Sean Bernard. I am Brian Oak, and here we are in the Smart Start MN studio in the heart of South Minneapolis at forty eighth in Chicago, which is interesting because a mere ten blocks north of here is 38th in Chicago, the place where George George Floyd was killed. Uh, well, okay, fine. Rendered unconscious and then would die shortly thereafter. I, only yesterday, made it to ground zero. Uh, I, and you it, got there. Again, it's only 10 blocks away. Yeah, I know I shared a massive Facebook post, videos yeah. of people playing instruments, people dancing and drumming, people talking and singing. And the incredible amount of artwork that has erupted there, I don't think we're ever going to be able to open that up again. It's going to be like the Kmart on Lake Street. Like, you can't, you, I think that has to remain a permanent yeah. memorial. I think it's going to be a roundabout is what they're saying. But I, I love that they've got the big fist now yeah. up uh, as well. I've been there th- uh, three times. It just kind of happened to bring my mom down there. I was down there the day after it happened. And then uh, my one of my uncles wanted to go down there. And so I brought him. He said got horrible hips, so I brought him close by and <laughs> wandered over there and got some uh, ribs while I was down in the area. Well, it, I mean, it's it's nearby here, but it's been so emotional with the helicopters over oh. overhead every night and violence for the first week, and it's it's been so crazy. And I know we feel like we're a little ways out from it, and people are becoming very relaxed about COVID, and people are becoming a little more comfortable with the fact that there was a murder right in the heart of our city. Not comfortable with it, but you know what I mean, like a little less troubled by it. And um, I finally, on my way home, so over the weekend, I had a social distancing backyard party with some friends on Saturday and had just enough that I decided to crash on their couch because these are the same people who host the annual Halloween party. They're used to being sleeping on their couch, and it was cool. I got up, and I was going to head home. They're like, oh, we're just about to have Bloody Marys. I was like, oh. (laughs) Well, I, 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 and again, as a heartburn guy, I don't really like Bloody Marys, but I'm like, well, yeah, okay, I'll have one of those. And I spent most of the day there, which is why I have this sunburned face you now see in front of you. Um, I got, I actually got sunburned yesterday. Um, but then on the way home, I'm like, you know, I haven't been there yet. And I, and I was by myself and I, it's the kind of place I want to go and take my time. I spent more than two hours at 38th in Chicago, wandering around, looking at the flowers, the art, listening to the music, talking to people. And it was it was profound for me, man. Yeah. It, it was, you know, it, there was so much unity and joy, but I actually, now this is going to surprise you, Sean. I actually burst into tears a yeah. handful of times. Yeah. It, but I mean, of all the places you're going to burst into tears, a good insurance commercial, or when I'm actually standing on the actual spot that George Floyd was choked out. Oh. And it was... um it was heavy, man, and this is not a political show. This is a show about music and the people who live in our community, and we're going to be talking to Henry Lake in just a little bit, who's very much a man of this community, but we're also going to talk more about that. But it, it was, you know, I was by myself, so I didn't have anybody to, 
you know, it's not showing off. It just was, it was something I couldn't control. And I, there were times I was smiling my face off and there were times that I was, I was hideously broken because <laughs> there was a man who was murdered right there on a corner. You know, I, I, I'm a South Minneapolitan. I live in South Minneapolis. I have for 30 years. This is our city and a change has to come. And if you have empathy, as obviously you do, um, how can you not, how can you not be overwhelmed with grief, uh, being on that site? It was, I mean, so if anybody hasn't, who lives in the neighborhood or lives even in the region, if you haven't been to 38th in Chicago, this is a place right now, you know, for all the areas that have burned and everything that's gone wrong and everything that's been destroyed, this is an area of pure celebration. And every single day there is music, there is performance, there are speeches, there is, there's light there, you know, amidst this incredible darkness. Black men have been murdered by police or by others, especially with the news of two lynchings recently. Lynchings. Oh. Um, there has been a great deal of darkness over many, many, many decades. For whatever reason, this is the one that lit the fuse and there is so much light there and so much positivity, so much art, so much beauty, so much giving so much. Oh, it it, it feels like the city I want to live in. If you haven't been to 38th in Chicago, go it because it may not exist forever. They may turn it into a roundabout. They may make a permanent tribute there. In the meantime, you cannot drive all the way up there. You have to park a couple blocks away and walk, which I think almost all of us, hell, I could make it a couple blocks. Um, Go see it. Go even during the heat, whatever. Go see it. It's absolutely incredible, overwhelming, positive, wonderful, and it gives you hope for the future, which is, I think, something we all have to have. So, yeah, I did that yesterday, and that um, that's still sticking with me. It robbed me of a little of my sleep last night, but you know what? I'll sacrifice a few hours of sleep for hopefully a better tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it is the Brian Oak Show, episode sixty-five. We are going to talk to Henry Lake very shortly. Um, yeah, the other thing is uh, that I wanted to mention is Audio Equip. They are a local audio equipment company, as you might have garnered from the name Audio Equip. <laughs> uh, they have hooked us up with the best gear in the business for this particular studio, which, again, just 10 blocks south of Ground Zero, as I like to call it, where George Floyd was I'm just going to say it, murdered, yes, because he was murdered. That's what it was. He absolutely was murdered. Um, and it, it's a wonderful place to be. It's not It's not fancy. Our studio is not fancy. It is modest, but it is filled with incredibly and cool professional equipment. Now, as we slowly start to reopen, despite the fact that most places that are reopening are seeing outrageous spikes in coronavirus, they they lease and rent audio equipment and they provide people with the things you need to do your ted talk or your (laughs) show here's the deal though there's a lot of people doing shows online that don't have any people there they are someone you can utilize sean and i both trust and love everybody who works at audio they're unbelievably good people audio quip Q-U-I-P, audioquip.com is where you go to find out more. And if you're looking to get any sort of professional broadcasting or performance equipment, they're absolutely the place to go. Please look at them first. 
Yeah, that's all we ask. Um, before we get into the next song, you know, so in addition to doing the podcast, which, by the way, thank you to all of our Patreon members who, by the way, later on this evening, we expect, expect to see many of you, and we'll talk about that in a and minute. Today is June 16th, so if you're listening to the podcast later, we're not talking about... Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Just today, June 16th. Yes. We're heading over to another one of our sponsors, Busters on 28th, to hand out tote bags to our Patreon members. If you hear this three days from now, yeah, no, you're, you're not going to find <laughs> us there. Doesn't mean you can't get your tote bag, but it's going to be, it's a harder vector to market, okay? So we are heading over there a little bit later on. My other gig, though, right now that I do is I work at a record store in Hopkins, Minnesota, called Mill City Sound, and... You know, it feels like a gig I should have had in my young 20s because it's so fun to, whether I'm down in the vault organizing all the ancient records and breathing in the dust of the 60s and 70s, or upstairs, you go through and you're like, oh, hey, there's no record on. You want to pick one, Brian? I'm like, sure. And I go through and I'm flip, 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 flip. I have no idea. What the hell? Who is this? I don't know. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's what's wonderful is like, I hate to be one of those dicks who's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I totally heard about those that, those guys. I like their early stuff. Like those kind of people, <laughs> I can't stand those people. To me, discovery is, is it's rebirth. It's amazing it's wonderful and i found a band uh well a, a group at least that i'd never heard of before in my entire life yesterday called the paris sisters and they apparently had a strong affiliation with phil specter who by the way is a convicted murderer so this is by no means an endorsement of phil specter but in the 60s especially the early 60s they also were in some cool movies I had never heard of them before yesterday, and they did have a top five hit back in like 1963 that I had never heard of before. So I put on this best of record of theirs, which was a $60 record, by the way, which I may (laughs) or may not have purchased. We're going to leave that one hanging out there because my wife might be listening. So I, I may or may not have purchased. But the Paris sisters, who are three actual sisters from San Francisco, and they are spectacular. In fact, I'm surprised I hadn't heard them before in like a Quentin Tarantino movie because yeah. they absolutely have that vibe. Anyway, I listened to the whole record, and this is the one that punched me in the gut, and I have listened to maybe 15 times since yesterday. The Paris sisters, won't you help me on The Brian Oak Show? Just love me, oh, oh, won't you love me? 
Seriously, like, I, you know, they had a top 10 hit and it never was on classic radio or pop hits radio or, and I found a record yesterday that was way, way, way too expensive, but (laughs) uh, I did listen to it twice and I'm not saying whether or not I bought it, but it's not available anymore at Mill City Sound. My name is Brian Oak. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 65. Coming up, we are talking to Henry Lake. In the meantime, it's me and my friend, business partner, and ally, Sean Bernard. Um, that's a good song. Doesn't it sound like a Quentin Tarantino song, it, like something he would put in a movie? It does. I also said it reminds me of To Sir With Love, like that whole, yes. you know, whatever, 62, 63, pre-Beatles. Very early 60s, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in there. So now I got to go learn all about them. Well, that was a great song to me. That that's the whole bit. the The whole hashtag always learning. You know, for years when I worked with Jill Riley, never tried to be the cool guy. I like to be bonked over the head by something <laughs> I've never heard of before. I think it's fantastic. It is the Brian Oak Show, and we exist through not only the the very nice largesse of our Patreon members, who literally we could not do this without you, but also sponsors like Busters on Twenty Eighth, despite these uncertain times, these unprecedented times. We're all in this together. Uh, Buster's has remained open and done curbside service and now has opened up their patio because that's the way we are now. You and I, again, today is the 16th. We are going to be there later today handing out tote bags to our Patreon members. Yeah, 4.30 to 6.30. It's actually just kitty corner from St. Main's uh, Sporting Goods. So if you live on the south side and you had kids uh, play sports all over the years, they've made the jerseys. They've done all kinds of stuff for years. But we'll be at Buster's on 28th. Uh, we're going to be handing out tote bags if you are a Patreon member. Right. Um, and so we've got a list there. And uh, But we're also going to have our friend Sarah Morris. Sarah Morris has agreed to come and play some acoustic. We're not going to have it all amped up and all that stuff. So. No, just literally busking yeah. on, on the yeah. street corner, which this feels like the era for busking yes. to sort of yeah. enjoy a renaissance, right? Well, it's a big part of how she makes money or how she hasn't made money over this last several months. She had right. a lot of gigs canceled. But she is a friend of the show. She's a terrific human being. When oh. we asked her, she responded immediately with, yes, when? <laughs> right. She was just so great about it. And she, but that's who she is. She's a great person. So all I would ask in return is even if you're just coming to pick up your tote, even, you know, go go to Buster's at 28, on 28.com, busters28.com, order some food, you can pick it up. Or if you want to sit on the, on the patio, you do have to make an appointment because they're they're keeping people yeah. to about 90 minutes so that everybody can have some patio yeah. time. But order some food, pick up your tote, but bring like three, four, seven extra singles and throw them in her, her what I, I hope she has a basket out front or a guitar case out front. She will. She is an amazing individual, not only talented, but super kind, very funny, and one of those people that you wish you got to spend more time with. She asked that everybody just give her a quick wink and a pistol and a... And then throw the couple bucks in. We call those, in the business, we call those finger guns. <laughs> That's for you, kid. Yeah. No, so give her the finger guns, but also <laughs> also throw a couple bucks in the guitar yes. case because local musicians, local, again, like busters, like, I mean, every local, local business, every local artist, every local everything that you want to make sure exists on the far side of all the madness, 
this is how we help. This is what we do. So please come down and visit us. And if we don't see you today for your Patreon bag, you can freaking forget about it. Just kidding, Sean. <laughs> Just kidding. It's The Brian Oak Show, episode 56. And today we talked to a guy who I met years ago. And, you know, you don't get to pick who you like in life, right? Like sometimes people rub you the wrong way and other times you instantly sort of fall into lockstep. And I'm not sure how it happened, you know? This guy worked for many years at KFAN, the local sports station here in the Twin Cities, then went to Kansas City, had a successful career there, but then felt that that halcyon call back to his home, back to the Twin Cities. And today we talked to a guy that I've, always gotten along with and always been really friendly with one Henry Lake. Some call him H Lake, but Henry Lake, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Where do I need to uh, invoice you for that, for the introduction? I appreciate that, man. I need to invoice you. I need to get you some money, man. Just Brian Oak Show. <laughs> And forty eight. No, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get you my Ven, I'll get you my Venmo soon, man. So hey, I mean, bef- I mean, guys are going to start giving out Venmos and cash <laughs> apps and all that stuff here in a second. So before we move forward, man, and talk about the world we live in right now, which we are going to spend some time on talking about, I want to talk about you. Okay, so I first met you in both of our early days. You know, I was at Cities. You were K Fan. I'm sorry, they don't like that K F A N or the Fan. Um, you know, and you you started out doing intern and board hopping there and then you and Sludge got a show together and then you had your own show on the weekends but you and I met up early on and for whatever reason and I don't know why you thought I was a worthy individual but you and I hit it off kind of right off the bat well first off number one like your taste in music um phenomenal and everybody knows that and just (laughs) you have always been invested in the greater good. And I just align with people that regardless of our circumstance, whatever our situation is, Mm -hmm. we all know that there are people that, that are better off than, than we are. There are people that are um, not as well off as we are, but it's about um, being the best person that we can be and trying to help somebody else. And, And I truly do believe that. And I, I know that I'm extremely blessed in the life that I, that I live, um, the, the, the things, experiences that, that I've had, um, I know that everything hasn't been easy for me, but I know that there are so many people throughout the world that have had far less than, than what I've ever had an opportunity to do. So I'm, I'm very, very thankful in that way. So uh, I, I think that that's part of our connection as well. I agree wholeheartedly. And I, I want to go back a little bit, though, because there are parts of early Henry Lake that I don't know about. So are you from Minnesota? Yep. Yep. I'm from here. Um, I'm from here. I, I, I actually was born in Memphis, Tennessee. So mm-hmm. the story behind that was is that my mother was, um, she was from Memphis, Tennessee. My father's from Newport, Arkansas. Um, they met in college. And then after um, they graduated from University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, they, they were in the, um, they were still in the Memphis, Newport, Arkansas area. Newport and Memphis are about what, 45 minutes apart from each other. And so my mother ended up getting, and this was literally right after I was born. Um, she ended up getting a teaching job in Minneapolis. She was being recruited by the Minneapolis public school system. And so um, I literally, after I was born, I, I want to say maybe like the first couple of months after that, we transitioned to, to Minneapolis and my, my father um, did the same and, and ended up, uh, he was an engineer at Honeywell for, for many, many years. Well, same thing here. I was born in Portland, Oregon, but within, and even though my parents moved around a couple spots in Oregon, lived in Northern California, 
by the time I was two years old, I was in the northern suburbs of the Twin Cities. So this this is my home like it's your home. Now, you grow up. Yeah. How do you, uh, Henry Lake, uh, and I think it's worth mentioning because, you know, we're kind of living in these, uh, I hate saying it, but uncertain times. It's worth mentioning that you are an African-American gentleman, right? I mean, and I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to. No, make... I'm black. I'm black. <laughs> okay, good. Here's the, here's the weird thing, man. Like we live we live in this time where I'm not sure. Can I call Henry black or do I call him? I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to grow, man. I'm trying to do the right thing moving forward. You are a black dude. Fine. Now now that I know where we yeah. stand. No, no, no. I'm but I, I'm both. I mean, I I use both. I mean, black, African American. To, to me, it's 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 it's, it's all the same. So okay, yeah. as, I, as, I don't really I don't feel any slight or disrespect to either way or the other. As, as long as you feel that way, because what I've learned is like you know, I still, even though I pay attention, even though I believe in the greater good, as you said, I still have a lot of learning to do. So I'm just trying to be cool, you know, like that. That's my my whole bit, and I know you know that, and I, I know you feel the same way. I'm just trying to be cool with everybody, man. Like, I got, I got no beef. I got, I got no nothing. I'm just trying to be cool. So you grew up here. <clears throat> your parents are doing yep. what they're doing. How do you find your way? Because for people who have ever listened to KFAN, they know who the hell H. Lake is. They know who Henry Lake is, right? I mean, like you were, as I was doing my time at Cities, you were doing your time at KFAN before you moved to KC. How, how is it, though, that you very, very first come to work at KFAN? Well, what ended up happening was, so at the time, this was, um, I want to say, was this 98? So, yeah, it was right around, like, 1998. Uh, it was, actually, it was before, it was, it was, it was, the year was 98, but it was the summer of 98. So, what ended up happening was, I had, over the course of those years, after I graduated from Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, I, I came back home, and, and I graduated in 96. So, I came back home, I was working in the school system. And I, at the same time, started um, doing a, a community relations, uh, basketball community relations um, internship with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I ended up doing that for probably, I want to say, like around a year and a half, all, roughly a little bit less than two years. And so basically what I was doing uh, a lot in the summer times was, was traveling around the state, doing like basketball camps and working with um, some of the people that were putting together the, uh, the camps that worked in basketball community relations and also getting a chance to connect with just some awesome people like, you know, rest in peace, Coach Flip Saunders, mm-hmm. um, rest in peace, Rob Babcock, who was one of the basketball operations guys. So I'm traveling along with, with other um, individuals being a part of this staff and working these camps and stuff. And so there was a situation where one of the, the final camps that we did that summer, it was in Burnsville, and it was being announced that, Flip was signing his, this was kind of like Flip's first real like opportunity to have a good contract. This is when he was starting to solidify his brand as a coach for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And so there was a press conference that was being set up. Okay. At the, uh, at the facility that we were at out in Burnsville, right off out the, uh, the Burnsville mall. And I'm in the parking lot and side note, also, at that time, I was doing some some coaching and a lot of traveling stuff with the Howard Pulley basketball program, which is the, the the Nike team that represents Minnesota. And so I'm going all over the country with those guys as well. And so, and I was meeting a lot of college players and and and, and college um, coaches more so 
and players, but I was meeting a lot of people in the basketball community from coast to coast. And so at this, this press conference, I had to run out and grab something from a vehicle. It was funny because a buddy of mine had been, he had been borrowing the, uh, the vehicle for Dean Garrett, former Timberwolf at the time. Yeah. He ended up getting into a, like a, he got into a, like a, a, a car accident. He got into an accident with Dean's truck over the course of like the last 24 hours. Oh, right. Man. So, my, my buddy's trying to navigate that clearly because he's borrowing Dean's Dean's uh, Land Cruiser or whatever. Uh-huh. And so um, I, I went to go get something out of my vehicle. And as I'm walking back from my vehicle into the gym, I come across a gentleman that was working at KFN at the time. Uh, he was producing with um, Chad Burrow. His name was, uh, or w- he was helping assist on this show, I should say. His name was Darren Doogie Wilson. Okay. Oh, Doogie. So, Anybody who watches TV so, has seen Doogie on TV <laughs> barely fitting yeah. into his shirts and ties. Oh, nothing personal, man. Wow. I, I go back I go back a long time with Doogie. <laughs> but I mean, maybe just well, like one collar size larger is all I'm saying. I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not tra- I'm not tra- I'm not trying to we, hate on Doogie. <laughs> we all love Doogie. We all love Doogie. Of course Doogie's we do. And so so, so Doogie sees me, and um, and he says, "Hey, man, I, you know, I, I've seen you everywhere. Um, you know, you know, everybody in the basketball community. You seem to, um, you seem to connect with a lot of people. Have you ever thought about being in, you know, doing anything in radio and sports?" And I said, "Well, you know, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about radio at all. To be honest with you, the only thing that I know about radio is that I've always been a fan of Scott Farrell, Farrell on the bench." for years you know for many years Mm -hmm. on a national level and so he said hey you know you know we have internships you should probably come on over and and interview you know it'd be great to have somebody like yourself on on our staff to to maybe learn about the business and so i was like all right cool so i we exchanged information whatever and i took doogie up on it i i set up um, an interview and at the time it was uh eric webster i don't know if you guys remember the name eric webster but but Webby was was at KFN at the time, and this was before um, Chad Abbott. This was long before Chad Abbott. What uh, year was that, Henry? Program uh, this was like this was like ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. So, so so Webby was was there, and and Webby was he was like the point guy. He was the guy that I talked to, and and we we kind of hit it off. And he says, "All right, I want you to you know do an internship, whatever." And he actually. To be honest with you, I also talked to Mick and Selma at the time. So, mm-hmm. so I talked to Mick, and he's like, yeah, you know, we'd, we'd like to have you around, whatever. And so they ended up having me intern with um, Chad and Burrell. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, so, so, I mean, so you... I, ended up, I ended up interning for Chad and Burrell, and they would have me run out and do just a lot of stuff. You know, I'd go to Winter Park, and I was the one that was standing next to, to Den- Dennis Green when he got upset about, uh, some comments that were that were being made, I guess, in response to the book that he came out with, no no room for crybabies or whatever. And so um, <laughs> that, that, that famous the famous quote, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, where he's yelling Tampa Bay. That was yeah. I was I, I was standing right there from the station getting that, and I went and bought books. You know, those guys are <laughs> having me go to Barnes and Noble on a break to go get the the Diddy's book and all this stuff. So I'm running errands for those guys. Oh yeah. So you know, one of one of my claims to fame is that I'm the the last intern for Chad Burrell before they, you know, parted ways. So they, they did part ways. Uh, they did part ways. No, they, they both had a show for a while afterwards. But you know, yeah. I mean, as you know better than anybody, as well as I know, radio is a dynamic medium. And one yep. day you're the thing, and the next day 
you're no longer the thing. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. how it happens. Now, before we talk more about radio and how you and I know each other, and I really actually want to talk a lot, not a lot, but some about where we are today. Um, we, we do like to play music on this show, and it's been a minute since we played yeah. a song. And your next song that you picked is by Pete Rock, and it's called Grown Man Sport. And I want to know, again... It's never a test. People think when they come on this show, like, oh, shit, man, I got to pick cool music. Oh, fuck, it's Brian Oak. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's not, never, ever, ever what it's about. It's about what matters to the guest because music and life intersect at these weird places for all of us, right? And so to me, yeah. I, don't, I don't really judge what a person likes, even if I don't care about it. I don't know this song, but what I care about is why it matters to the person we're talking to, why this Pete Rock song. Yeah, it's just, for me, it's just, I love the beat. I love how mellow it is. And I guess for me, it's not, I don't like all songs that are popular and for the radio. Same. I've always been Same. somebody that's always appreciated the, the underground yep. element, right? Yep, yep. Um, and I'm talking about on a, on a gangster rap level and also at like kind of a, um, kind of a just kind of a cool vibe on a, on some chill stuff almost like going back to like diggable planets if you remember them from oh, yeah. so many years ago are you kidding so, me do so, i remember diggable planets are you <laughs> kidding me that was that that was that was my that was my ground zero man for that backpack rap yeah. oh my god yeah so so this song kind of reminds me of kind of that diggable planet esque type vibe almost kind of like because everybody that knows me and has known me forever you know, at the fan and, and, and now at CCO and everywhere I've been, they know that my favorite um, hip hop artists of all time um, are a tribe called quest. Yep. And oh, so yeah. this is kind of that, that a tribe called quest type of feel. Um, I've always appreciated Pete Rock for, for what he's given to hip hop. And I think he's one of the best producers um, that we've ever seen be a part of um, hip hop. But I just, I love the, the vibe of the song. I love how, how chill it is. And, and that's pretty much it. There's no like, there's no particular lyric that makes me feel a certain way. I, I literally, I stumbled upon this song um, a couple of years ago when I saw somebody put together a video of a skateboarder skateboarding through New York City. And when I saw that, I was like, this is pretty cool, you know, with the, the, the tricks that the kid is doing. But the song is even cooler. So that's how I kind of got into the song. Auntie Dread like Bob, so rock steady. But no spaghetti with meat sauce, maybe salads with one toss. No bread up the sorrow, cause I'm afraid to see tomorrow. It's religion, never suspicious, but too delicious for the tongue. See the lungs breathe the natural high, just like the shirts are so lovely. To ask Marco Polo, and I never go solo. Because I roll with the crew that keep the funk flows, that make you dance until the sisters take glance. I hope you find romance. Try your luck, take a chance till I enter. Like the Milton Plaza, I'm the center of it all. The fucking prince of the ball. Standing six feet tall, that's a long way to fall. But not worry, cause my vision ain't blurry. The eyes hotter than the spice and curry. So don't stress the father or you might feel the fury. So check the situation. A raw deal is what we're facing. Bust the flavors of the rules they mandate. The climate gets hotter as the city gets smaller. More swallows, a million one cats, they trying to earn top dollar. 
half that mill, they straight out to kill, uncultivated and destined to act real ill. Black blood up in the veins of five bubbles of pain. Only reason why the East and the West, it ain't the same. I'm 20-something years of age, and life surely ain't about handouts, so I lays my plan out. Hard work is living catered to an art called survival. Consider Jaws' lesson from conception to arrival. Now that I'm here, my fear shall decrease. Learning about life, making my way to the East. From four square yard struggler, the G's on time. Yo, God, hit me with that rhyme. Introducing the R to the O-D-O, you didn't know. I witnessed your thoughts on Rob Odendo. But your intentions confuse me on the surface. You're nervous because you lack a purpose. Check it, thought about it, much, much later. Should have kept it real, would have been much greater. But you got in it like a pussy, in fact. Being pussy kept your whack ass back. Now, in 95 to 2000, Rob is on some next shit. Game tight, yeah, in your heart. You know it ain't right, dissension among the ranks. I'm giving thanks to the most high for planting me firm upon this world that's forever changing. The conflict that I'm engaging, the constant with and miscommunication. Imagine that. Me take the weight for some next kid short. Yo, it's a grown man sport. Yeah, yeah, like that. Uh. La, 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 la. It's a grown man sport. Yeah. It's a grown man sport. Come on. It's a grown man sport. This here is a grown man sport. Yeah. Hold it. Suppose it was me speaking on tapes to create a lifestyle to marinate. Different latitudes turns cocaine to food. Excuse my move to bliss. Eternal stress and fits. I see the same in many. Penny thoughts, cause plenty thought I wasn't ready and willing. Now we're blowing through the ceiling. Go real. Only when a nigga make any noise or figure. The first letter supports the sport. Que voulez-vous faire nous tester, je ne crois pas. Pensez deux fois, mon frère. It's a grown man sport. Qui veut dire, c'est pas jouet dans mon livre là. Aïna est ici pour vivre toujours. Je prie le grand maître, c'est la si roi des rois chaque soir. Alors. Come on. It's a grown man sport. When I hear Rastafari and I and I, it makes me very, very happy. Our guest today on episode 65 of the Brian Oak Show is Henry Lake, who we will talk to again very shortly. But first, we have to hit a couple of quick sponsors. Uh, one is the primary sponsor of the Brian Oak Show, who have been stalwart since the day before we started. We're 65 episodes in, and they signed on before we had a single episode under our belt. That would be Smart Start MN. They are Minnesota's original internet. Inter- the internet? What do you call it? Not internet. Inter- Ignition Interlock. Ignition Interlock Company. <laughs> Sorry. Look, there's so many words with eyes that make me confused. Well, basically what they do is they put a breathalyzer in your car. If you have had you or a friend 
or a relation or a friend of a friend of a friend have had a DUI, they can get you back into your car sooner than you might otherwise expect and for way less than you would otherwise expect. And we have a way to make it even cheaper than it otherwise might be. You can either click on their banner on our website at com, or you can go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show for 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Here's the deal. If you have a DUI, which don't have a DUI, but if you do have one because from what I've heard, it happens, you you need a way back to market, a way back to regular life sooner than you would expect or hope for, and they are the ones who will help you do it. No judgment, reasonably af- affordable, and they, they, they do the good work, and um, you should get in touch with them. Absolutely. Also, uh, the other sponsor that I want to mention for sure is Sean Bernard, who, oh, look, there you are right oh, there. Oh, hello. Hi, how are you? This is your only job, right? Just producing the Brian Oak Show podcast? That's all I do. I don't Just have a regular kidding. real no, estate job that's at all. not true. He's a real estate agent for the 50th and France version of Edina Realty. And what's weird is I know a lot of people right now are rushing, speaking of back to market, people are rushing back to reopening, doing things. Some of it a little too soon, but people are still buying and selling houses even in this situation. Yeah, I have a theory because they referred to uh, home improvement stores as essential. People have been packing Menards and Home Depot in their local hardware store. Right. And I think they've been fixing up their homes and they just want to get out of that home that they've been living in. Or they figured after much time with their spouse, they might need a bigger place to have their own section of a house to get away from them i have a i have a thing that i've said for many 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 years and people take it the wrong way but i think there's actually some valuable wisdom here time apart makes time together more special it really does you should make (laughs) t-shirts Well, I'm, we've made tote bags. <laughs> That's good enough. 612-859-2594. That is a call or text-worthy number, 612-859-2594. So, H. Lake, before we talk about what the recent past has been like for you and what's happening in Minneapolis now, are you good personally? I mean, like, what's lockdown been like for you? Do you still go into the station? No, I don't. No. So none of us, none of us that do regular shows Monday through Friday during the week are going in, um, doing any shows. We are all hunkered down at home and we're broadcasting from home. So that's been the, that's been the quarantine life. That's been the experiences that, um, I know for the first couple of months, it was essentially the only time that I left the house was for like a four or five mile run Mm -hmm. that I would try to, you know, go do and get some cardio or that once every eight to nine to ten days of going and going to Costco, Myers Lunds, Whole Foods, doing the food run, right. and then that's it. So there was nowhere else to go, you know. So <laughs> if you if, really do, if people want to hear you, I mean, you're on nine p.m. to one a.m. Monday yep. through Friday on WCCO, which is eight thirty a.m. Yes, sir. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. And you know, I I think the one thing that people have to understand is that. You know, when all this stuff jumped off with the, uh, not with COVID-19, but with the George Floyd protest, right. we were working around the clock. It was 24-7. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was it was all hands on deck. It was, you know, there were no weekends off. It, it's me being on the air from 3 to 7 on a Sunday. Uh, it's me being on the air on a, on a Saturday from, from noon to 3 or noon to 4. Right. So 
Um, the whole dynamic of what's taking place in our country has really been it's been a whole lot, man, that we've been going through for the last three months. Well, and I, I want to talk. We're going to talk George Floyd in just a second here. One one story I want to share real briefly, uh, only because it's one of the warmest moments in my heart in the last couple of years. So you worked here for a long time. You worked at KFAN. You did Sludge and Lake. You did the Lake Show on the weekends. You were a staple. And then you moved to Kansas City because you had an opportunity to do your own show. Like so you were doing your own thing there. And then, then you moved yep. back then you moved back here. And I had no idea you had moved back. And the Armory, which is the beautiful downtown venue that they entirely revamped. It used to literally look like a gymnasium on the inside because I saw some shows there as a teenager. But we were back there, and I ran into you in the hallway, and we gave each other the biggest fucking hug. And it was it was yeah. wonderful. I, but I can't remember. What show were we at? Well, uh, was that Sting? Oh, you know what? It was Sting. It was Sting and Shaggy. yeah. yeah. So it, it, it was it was Sting and Shaggy because I had never <laughs> been to the Armory before. Right. I had never I had never been to the Armory before that night. So I, that was my first concert that I had ever been to at the Armory was was seeing Sting and Shaggy, and it was it was remarkable, man. I was like, I like, can we do Sting again? Like he needs to <laughs> he needs to be here on a monthly basis. Like he needs to be at the Armory doing shows like. Uh, Religiously, that was an amazing night. Man. It, it was a, it was, it was. What I love about shows, like you go to certain shows, and you've been to zillions of shows, just like I have. When you go in, I've been with you at shows. Yeah, me I know. Brian I know. Oak, me and Brian Oak. He he see he didn't want to tell y'all this. <laughs> me and Brian Oak were, were, were sitting next to each other, and I want to say it was Kanye, Rihanna. Uh, NERD. Do you remember that that show at Target Center? I absolutely do because because Kanye was doing a whole sort of spaceman thing where he was talking <laughs> to a robot voice from the ship and then singing songs between. No, you and I sat next to each other at that show. Yeah. Now I don't remember Rihanna. Yep. I remember NERD because they ended with their version of Seven Nation Army by by uh, White, Stripes. White Stripes, and I don't remember Rihanna, but I do. Remember remember that and I remember Kanye because he was doing it was almost more performance art than it was an actual concert but it was still it was still pretty fucking great yeah it was it was it was so it was Rihanna before I was even in the Rihanna it was NERD Kanye was the headliner clearly but did, the did, other uh, act that was a part of it was Lupe Fiasco he was also a part of it too did so were they so, first uh, did I miss that because I remember I clearly remember NERD and I clearly remember Kanye I don't remember Lupe or Rihanna I want to say that Lupe, Lupe might have been first I'm not sure but they they were all a part of it it was it was a good show and yeah, we sat next to each other, and things were going good until probably like the last couple minutes of the show when Kanye <laughs> went, went on some rambling tangent yeah. about he was Malcolm X and he was Martin Luther King Jr. and all that. And I said, "Hey, I turned to my I can't remember who it was. I think it was my girlfriend and somebody else. I said, it's time to go because this fool did lost his, his damn mind. So well, it's time to go." And let's be honest. I mean, everyone knows as talented as Kanye is. Yeah, he did lose his damn mind at some point. There's no question about that. So, Henry, uh, before we move forward and talk about where we're at in terms of the city we love, I just want to say 
I love you. And, you know, you don't get to pick the people that you're friends with. You don't get to pick the people that you click with. I'm glad that you and I have become friends over the years because, um, you know, it's just it's, it's weird. Like you and I, whether we saw each other in the halls at, you know, uh, iHeartMedia or Clear Channel, whatever it was at the time, or whether we yeah. saw each other at, at a concert venue, you and I have never, ever stopped short. Well, now in the era of COVID, maybe, but we've never stopped short of a deep embrace, and I'm really, really glad we're friends. Henry Lake can be found Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. on WCCO AM, which is 8.30 a.m., and Henry Lake is a badass. He's a smart dude, <laughs> and, and he... Well, okay. But he's also, he's also a really... He's also a real human being, man. Like that that's the whole bit. Like you were you were kind enough to compliment me earlier that I believe in the greater good. I know you believe in that, but you are you're kind and you're empathetic and you are decent. You're articulate. You are you are someone that you know, professionally I, I have enough friends, right? But when you meet people yeah. that you work with, you don't always want to incorporate those into your friend circle. But there are people that you're always, always glad to see, and you are absolutely on that list. Well, th- I appreciate that. Well, first off, you know I love you too, man. Like, yeah, I like, do. I, think I you're do. An amazing. You're an amazing guy. You are so bright. You're so articulate. You're so well-spoken. Um, your love of music and your passion for music is just, like, extraordinary. I love all of that, right? But, like, a couple things. I agree with you about the friends, but then I disagree at the same time. This is the reason why I, I say I disagree at the same time about friends. That that applies early on in life. When you get to a certain point in your life, you got to decide who your friends are going to be. This is the reason why I say that. Yeah, We are living through some some very turbulent times. Let me just put it that way. And right now, this is a time, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm not trying to say this to be controversial, but to me, you have to pick a side. Yep. You cannot, th- th- there are certain issues in life where you can kind of be like, well, I don't really know what to feel about this. Mm-hmm. If you are a person that is straddling the fence on racism and police brutality, then we can't be friends. This is not a, <laughs> this is not a straddle the fence issue. This is something that deeply affects all of us. Yep. And so, yep. like, yep. I, 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 I was spoken about that about maybe like 10 days ago, and I let people know, look, I love so many people. I love, you know, Facebook friends, Instagram followers, you know, Twitter followers, whatever. I love, I love, everybody knows my heart's in the right place. But I'm not for the BS, man. And we got to get to a better place in our country. We got to get um, into being a nation that loves one another more and it not be lip service. And so I have been vocal. I have said this to my friends, and I'm talking about friends, all spectrums of the of you know political support, whoever they want to. Like I'm not a person that looks at a person or a friend, and I decide whether you're a good person or not because of the party that you support. Because to me, I'm not really even all about that party stuff anyway. Like right. like if you want to say, well, what party do you typically vote for and you support? Yeah, of course, Democratic, right? But I'm not going to look at a Democrat and say, well, what you're saying isn't foolish. Like, I'm, I'll call anybody out on the carpet. I don't care who you are. So for me, it's not about independent, Republican, Democratic, whatever. To me, it's about the issue. It's about the, the platform, right? And I just have had to let friends know, look, uh, if we're not going to agree on some of the basic principles that we should all be able to have in terms of equality and justice for all in the United States of America, mm-hmm. then I'm sorry, man, we just got to, we just got to go a different route. 
so Henry, uh, you and I, I think we look at the world the same way. You know, uh, I have had probably as a middle-aged white guy, a much easier path than you've had, even though you've had success. I see you as a fellow human being. Almost all my posts on social media are about we're all the same goddamn thing. When, when can it end? When can we stop subjecting ourselves to fear and ignorance and all those things that we, we imagine that divide us? You and I are the same thing. You're a fun person to hang out with. You're a funny dude. You're also significantly more handsome than I am, which I'm a little <laughs> jealous of. But 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 I, I but but I also like you know I will I, I, I well of course it's true, Sean. Thank you for reinforcing it. But I, I won't let that interfere with the fact that you and I have more in common than we don't have in common, and that that's my whole bit on all this. So uh, our our podcast studio here is 10 blocks south of 38th and Chicago, which to me is ground zero. And I, for whatever reason, because I'm probably because I'm such an emotional bitch, uh, I avoided visiting until yesterday. And I went there and there were musical performances. There were people of every stripe, every color, every creed down there. It, 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 um, but I couldn't stop from crying. And now, granted, Sean will reinforce the fact that I'm a crier, but it 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 it, it, it was it, it was wildly and powerfully important. And I think that anybody who's even vaguely in the region, even if you're in the outer suburbs, go there. You're gonna have to park two blocks away and walk, but to look at the the art, the flowers, the creativity, the unity, the joy, but also the impossible sorrow and terrible awful violence i stood on the spot where george floyd was killed it's it's yeah, to the last breath yep it's um i mean it's it's an important place to go right i mean it's um you know and again so i talked to jared brewington local african-american entrepreneur businessman good 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 friend uh recently and um he's like i'm not black google i can't fix this for you you know and 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 i love that phrase so much because he's like i can't fix it i'm not black google and uh i i it, it but it reminds me that like you know i've always been a believer in the greater good but i also Oof, it's still it's still a terrifying and terrible time. So let me ask you this. When we talk about George Floyd and when we talk about not only the, the regional impact, the national impact, but literally the international impact. Henry, are you are you positive or are, are you hopeful for the future? I'm hopeful. I, I guess I would say that I'm optimistic that that change is going to finally occur. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic because the young people here throughout the country and throughout the world have stepped up and said, we're tired. Mm-hmm. We're, we're fed up. Enough is enough. And one of the things that we have to continue to recognize, and you, and you guys know this, because um, you guys are following this story and, 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 and you, you, you guys are around it, that this is people are talking about George Floyd, but everybody knows it's about Breonna Taylor. Everybody knows it's about yeah. Tamir Rice. Everybody right. knows it's about Eric Garner. Everybody yes. knows it's about Stephon Clark. Everybody knows it's about you know uh, Jamar Castile. Park. Everybody knows it's about it's Philando Castile. Like 
Like it's it's Sandra Bland. It, it's like the list goes on and on and on. And this is for so many years people have said we're tired, but the voice right now is at its loudest. And it's so loud that people know that we have a problem with policing in this country. And 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 quite frankly to me, you know, I know that we can talk about a lot of different things, right? There's a lot of things that we need to correct just in society, mm-hmm. in the world, whether it's the, the pharmaceutical companies with all the drug yeah. prices, yeah. that's an issue, right? Uh, voter suppression, that's an issue. Like uh, systemic racism, that's an issue. But 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 the issue of police brutality and accountability or lack thereof, that to me is one of the biggest problems that our nation faces. We cannot continue to have an occupation of police officers having a job where they are tasked to protect and serve us, but they can kill us in the blink of an eye and never be never be held accountable for it. That to me that that is that is that is not justice at all that Brian Oak could could be out and about and have um, a situation like a little bit of a fender bender or mm-hmm. something, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the hands of the police, be dead within, I don't know, a matter of, of minutes or, or an hour or however long it takes. Like, that should not be a thing. And if, if we want to be honest with ourselves, and, and you guys know this, and, and the nation knows this, but we got to be ready to um, accept this fact, is that when we talk about the systemic racism, you don't have to look any further than to see that if we can de-escalate issues with white Americans, why can't you de-escalate issues with everybody else? I, I think I Henry, mean, that's a, it's, a, it's a very clear-cut issue. I think that, Henry, and this is Sean here, but I, I think there's slow change and there's shit that we have to change immediately. The slow change happens with thinking that you can change a racist to not being a racist. And I think one of the saddest things that's happened right now, and I don't know if you've, it sounds like you've experienced the same thing, is these people that maybe you've known for 20 or 30 years, and you go look at their social media, and there's not a word about George Floyd. Or they've got, you know, you're just going, where's the, why are you not responding to this anyway? Yet they'll go on somebody else's wall if it's facebook and they'll make a comment uh, you know and 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 yet it'll be this it'll be a lot of this this veiled racism where it's like you know that that person's a bigot and you know that you look on their page and they're not posting anything about the travesty yet they may post something about well that guy was a criminal and you know i in, in my own family an extended family people from small towns i saw some posts and i just responded to one because they mentioned oh he was a criminal I said, you know, so was Martha Stewart. You know, and Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart had a felony, and she did insider yeah. training that pretty much cost other people millions of dollars. Can you imagine if a black officer, when she got out of prison a couple of years later, put their knee on her fucking neck and until she was dead on camera? Can you imagine what might have yeah. happened in that case? But I mean, this is the challenge is that I, what's been so sickening to me is A, the people that don't, don't somehow seem to be affected, but on the other side of it, like they just, there's no rationalizing. So what we can control is absolutely fixing the police department. What we can control 
is changing the systemic racism and starting with education and socializing it so that some, you know, I'm from North Minneapolis originally, moved to the South Side, uh, but some kid in North Minneapolis doesn't have a $12,000 budget when somebody in Edina has a $100,000 budget. You know, and I'm talking about the kids. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the shit that has to change that we can't look the other way and say, you know, it's okay that this kid from North Minneapolis doesn't have shit. You know, they can't even make, you know, copies at the end of the year. But the kid in Edina gets a new iMac. You know, uh, really? Is that how we're yeah. treating children? You know, I, so anyway, yeah. not to go on a rant yeah. there, but I just, I wanted to bring that up. And how, yeah. how do you feel like that's affected you? Well, first off, first off, one of the things that we have to just be knowledgeable of, and we, we all know this, we have to like truly be invested in changing stuff. Like don't forget about the lip service. We have to truly be invested in the change. Right. And, and Sean, you just mentioned in terms of like um, the resources and, and making sure that, you know, that the kids in North Minneapolis or South Minneapolis and, and that don't live in Edina or Eden Prairie, whatever, that, like that they have opportunities to, to have some of the same, technologies and, 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 and stuff that, that everybody else has, right? That, that's part of it. So making Absolutely. that investment is one thing. You're, you're, you're right about, like, this is going to take some time. So, and what I mean by take some time is racism is not going to be, you know what, guys, if I turn this switch off in this room, <laughs> racism is going to be over. Like, <laughs> we, 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 understand, we understand it doesn't work like that, that, no. that you just can't hit a switch and then racism just doesn't exist anymore in our country or, or in our world. We, I get that. It's going to take some time to try to, to really um, push racism out as being an actual thing. And quite frankly, I'm not even sure that we'll ever stamp out 100 no. percent racism. Right. Like, I, I just don't I don't know if that's even possible. I don't but think it is. We can do. What, what what we can do though is we can change policy. Yes. Like like there are things that we can do at, at the at the at the the, the city levels, um, and then and, and branch it out to the state levels, and then nationally there are policy changes that can happen. Like how in the hell within the last couple of weeks are everybody in unison saying, "Oh, you know what? Those chokeholds are not a good thing." Like <laughs> like duh, we've known that chokeholds oh, have been a good thing since Eric Garner. Yeah. So why yeah. are you telling me now that we, well we're gonna go ahead and like I'm not gonna give you any props or any kudos because you're you're looking to go ahead and do that now. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm happy that there's some change that way, but you're showing up late to the damn party. So I'm not gonna give you a whole lot of a lot of props to that. Another thing, um, as I'm kind of ranting. Is that feel free, dude? We that, we have all damn day. We have all damn day. You go ahead and say everything we, you want to say. We we have this we have this 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 notion, or there's this stereotype that Black Americans and their issues with cops, it's all based on race, and that's just patently false. It's, that's that's not true at all. The people of color that have issue with police brutality and law enforcement, they have issues with the bad apples. They do not have the issues with the people that police their communities and do a good job at forming relationships. And it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. Black people can't stand black cops that are bad the same way that they don't like white cops that are bad. That's just a fact. If, if you're a yeah. black cop and you're on that BS, I can't stand your ass. Bottom line, and, and I'll tell you a story. You should look it up, and it, it breaks my heart all the time um, that really speaks to this point. Jeremy Martis, 
Okay, Jeremy Martis, um, a white kid. I want to say that he was six years old. He was riding with his father, who they were attempting to try to pull over. And in the midst of this, um, two police officers that were African-American, okay, shot into the vehicle. And oh. Jeremy Martis, the white kid who's six, lost his life. An autistic young man, okay? Oh. Th- that should not be a thing. So my heart breaks. My heart doesn't break for just black people or people of color that are victims of police brutality and violence. It's everyone. So if, if you're a black cop, I'm not looking at you and saying, okay, you, you, you get a pass, my brother. No, it don't work like that with me. So, Henry, um, we got to wrap up here very shortly, but I want you to know that uh, since the day we met, for whatever reason, uh, I love you, man. And I really, I, really, I love you too, man. Yeah, same, you know, same, gotta same, same, same. We, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta speak. We gotta speak truth to power. That's and I well, think you, that we we like to do that. You gotta, you gotta treat other human beings like other human beings. It's what we all are. Now, that does that mean you have to like everybody? Absolutely not. But does it mean that you have to see past the superficial and the stupid? It absolutely does. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other thing, you know, when you mentioned the when Sean mentioned about, you know, um, a family member talking about George Floyd was a criminal. Also, look, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, because we because I, I, I got that last night on the show. Somebody said to me, well, what about Chicago? Right. That, that's the new thing. Well, what about Chicago? Yeah, right. so I'm not invested in caring about my my brothers in Chicago, which, of, of course, I, I do. The, the bottom line is that we know that in our country that that. There's a criminal justice system for a reason. We have courts for a reason. Yes. We have people that every day we have judges for a reason. So if if let let let's just say that that Mr. Floyd was attempting a forgery and he was not being above board with what he was supposed to do. Right. We know what we got a process for that. Like we have a system that works through that issue. He he deserved to die. And I don't, and I would say that for any American, not just George Floyd, but for any American, regardless of your race, that is not a death sentence. It just doesn't, it, that's not how it's supposed to work. We've said that on the last few shows. Like, even if he was, let's say he was high off his ass, let's say he was trying to pass a bad 20, let's assume those things are true, even for the sake of argument, right? Like, just for a theory, theoretical argument, is that worthy of dying on the street and the answer is no like we've all everybody here and everyone who's listening has been high off their ass before (laughs) i have not i have not tried to pass a bad 20 and i'm not trying to make light of the situation but even if those were the worst of his crimes did he deserve to die the one thing i am glad of is that for all the senseless loss of black lives or pick a race you know pick Pick an oppression. Pick one. For some reason, this one, be it COVID, whatever the case may be, this one has resonated, and this one might actually make change. Could it be seismic change? God, I hope so. My fingers are crossed. Could it be incremental change? It's it's the least of my hopes. Whatever the case may be, his loss is tragic, and maybe, 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 maybe 
we can do a little bit fucking better. Before we wrap up here, um, I do want to thank Sean. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm doing fine, Brian. Thank Good. you. Good. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm a weepy no, I'm mess because really. it's, yeah, it's, yeah. been, it's been terrible. Uh, the one thing I want to ask you about uh, real quick, Henry, before we let you go. By the way, Henry Lake works at WCCO uh, AM. He can be heard from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Monday through Friday, and he is rock solid i will never ever ever forget that you went to kc for how long how long were you in kc uh five and a half years five and a half years ran into him out of nowhere at the armory at some show that i can't remember and the the depth of the hug we shared i will never ever ever forget um before i let you go and we get into your last song Bad that I love dearly, by the way. Um, Juneteenth is coming up this Friday, uh, Friday, June 19th. And it is, you know, when you hear that, oh, Black History Month is February. Of course, it's the shortest month of the year because fuck me and fuck everything. Um, But Juneteenth was a celebration. It's known as Freedom Day, Jubilee Day. It, it, it It is a... It's sort of a celebration of emancipation. It, it, it's the oldest, yeah. It's the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration for Black folks of the ending of slavery. Right. And so, how do we? So you know, it took forever to get MLK Day to be a holiday. How do we get Juneteenth? And again, I, I know you're not Black Google. I'm not asking for your you to absolve me or to provide all, provide all the answers. I, but I just like I'm like. How do we, how do we get there? How do we make this a national, the national holiday it should be? Um, that's a good question, I, which I don't have the answer to. No, and so, I didn't expect you just, to. Just, I just, I'm like, just, like, just, what, are, what are the steps? How just, do, how do we just, get just, at least people to pay attention to Juneteenth? Yeah, yeah, people are paying attention to it now. Like, I think that even today, I think that Target and I can't remember what other company came out and said that it, yep. it's going to be um a holiday for them but but I, I do want people to understand something and what i want people to understand as we wind down is, is the fact that i feel like some of the things that are happening right now are are knee jerk and not look i'm not saying that i'm not for juneteenth being a national holiday of, of, you know it's, it's like it's time that more things be recognized um in communities of color there's no question about it mm-hmm. but i feel like so many people across the board, like from a from a corporate perspective, and just I think that there are a lot of people that are making decisions here in the moment that are doing it because they want to come across as sympathetic to the cause, yeah. and they want to they want to. And I'm not saying that 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 nobody wants to do what's right or 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 pay homage to you know folks of color or anything like that, whatever. But yeah. I guess my point is that the intent has to be real, and it can't be about just today it can't be about just tomorrow it has to be about we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this because it's the right thing to do till the end of time i I don't want companies coming out here making statements about black lives matter and then a week from now um i'm in starbucks being profiled because i'm there to wait on a friend to talk talk things over you know with their you know on their laptop like like we've had so many issues throughout the years that people are like well hold on well, how can a black person get arrested at Starbucks and I'm white and I go there all the time and never order anything? And just, like, like we have to come to grips with the fact that if we're really going to be about the change, let's be about the change. And not all of the changes should happen overnight. 
Are there things that should happen pretty swiftly and fast? Yeah. Are there things that will take some time, like policy changes? Yeah. But but the reality is, is like let's make it about being the best version of ourselves that we can be, and not just throwing something out there because okay, I gotta uh, let me throw the black people a bone. It didn't work like that. Henry Lake, I hope you know that uh, I can tell by looking at you that you're a black dude, but I never thought of you as a black dude. I just thought of you as a dude. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, most people that listen to me for so many years on KFan and all these other stations that I've been on, they they listen to my voice and they're like, "He's not black. Mm. He's a white guy. He's no. a white guy." Let me like, assure nah, you, I'm a brother. You 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 need to listen to me a little bit more deeply. I'm a little bit more militant than you give me credit for. Let me assure you that Henry Lake is absolutely I'm, I'm a black Tupac's dude. Birthday today. But but in addition to being a black dude, you're also just a fellow human dude, and um, I really really appreciate your time, man. And I'm so glad you took the time to join us. And once we're past all this serious, silly, weird lockdown, um, you'll come into the studio we're right here at 48th in Chicago. Promise. It's all good, man. It's all good. I, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure being on Oak. Uh, pleasure chatting with you, Sean. I, I appreciate you guys. And, Great talking uh, to you. Yeah, let's let's grow together, man. Let's continue to to bond and, and connect together and. and and help out our community. Well, and and learn and grow together, right? Like I'm, I don't know, I'm not perfect. I know that I have a ways to go, but this is how we do it, right? This is how we talk. This yep. is the whole bit. Henry, we're not revealing this yet, but we're getting uh, Brian and I are getting involved with a local nonprofit organization that's going to help rebuild the businesses that were destroyed, and we'll keep you posted on that. But we'd love to have your uh, support on that at some point as well. Okay, yeah, just let me know for sure. Also. Our next guest on Thursday's show, Fancy Ray McClellan. Fancy mother effing Ray. Oh, Fancy Ray. My, my, my. <laughs> More handsome than all three of us combined, even as good looking as you are. All right. Uh, this all right. is true. This is true. All right. Thanks, man. I'm going to introduce the song, and we're going to dip, but we're going to let you go right now. And uh, and thank you very much. All right. Take care, guys. All right, man. Take it easy. Well, there he goes.H uh, Henry Lake, uh, WCCO, nine a.m. to or nine p.m. to one a.m. Monday through Friday, and he's good. He's been doing this for a long, long, long time. A good, long time radio friend, and um, some good perspective. And what did he pick for an ending song? Well, a band that I've been a big fan of for a long time, and a band that you know they're finally getting what they asked for. But unfortunately, there's a lot of assholes who are like, <laughs> yeah. This is my thing. No, you never understood in the first place. Also, Tom Morello getting called out on social media recently. Like, why do we have to have the politics in your music? Why can't we just enjoy the music? I'm like, are you really just now understanding that Rage Against the Machine was a political band? Fuck you. Go to hell. Thanks for tuning in to episode 65 of the Brian Oak Show. Here's Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name.
rulers that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces draw the same that bar crosses. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't do